What's up, you guys? It's me, your host, Eric, here along with uh, Benjamin Buttons. What's up? What's up, dude? Hey, um, this episode's going to go a little bit different. We're going to be all over the place. Um, you know, just to run it by everybody, I think Ben knows, I think we all know. Uh, keeping up with the podcast, you know, we're trying to stay up to date. You know, we want to stay current. We want you guys to know, you know, we're not the news. All of our opinions are human-based. You know, we're, we all have our own train of thought. And um, I'd, I'd like to stay current, and I don't want to ignore the bigger picture of what's going on outside the world. I know we try and use this platform as an escape from reality. Um, but sometimes life gets too real, and I want to go ahead and give a, a rest in peace to George Floyd. And, um, and all of our brothers and sisters that have been lost to the evil people hiding behind a police badge. Uh, though I don't know George Floyd and like a lot of negative people, they're going to try and say, why, why are we trying to paint him as a martyr? And why are we trying to say, you know, he had problems with authority before and he's been in trouble with the law before. You're missing the point when you say things like that, because yeah maybe whatever i don't know him personally but the fact that we saw him die on camera in front of the whole world and continually asking you know or at least informing the officer that he couldn't breathe the people around watching recording telling the officer he couldn't breathe and the officer still kept his knee there on his neck um excuse me if i'm exaggerating but that's that's a modern day lynching you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we we saw a man, you know, take his last breaths, you know, and me, you know, as as a mama's boy, fuck, it, it hurt me to hear him yelling out for his deceased mother. He was gone already. Yeah, he was. Those were his last words. Please, please. And asking for his mom. So with all the protests going on, you know, yes, there there were some looting. Those guys, maybe they were a part of it. Maybe they they got a little too emotional. Whatever the word is, it got the attention that we needed to get. You know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. I know. So we got the attention of the country, you know, and now that the peaceful protests that are continuing to go on and our president seems to not give a fuck, at least, you know, he's still worried about the looting. Uh, the looting stopped. So, you know, where, where are you at? Give us some answers. Unify the country. And that's the part. That's where I get frustrated. You know, um, you know, a lot of my brothers and sisters around my community, a lot of people I know personally, when I when I go and I, I try my best not to preach. But when I go and, you know, have those conversations of like, yo, make sure we go out to vote. And everybody wants to throw that. Oh, it's rigged. As much as it pains us to believe that, maybe it's not. Maybe it's because we didn't take the time to go fill out that paper. You know, they sent it to our house now, so there's really no excuse. Bubble it in, send it out. Bubble it in, go drop it off. You know what I mean? So, it, it pains me to know that maybe this might not even bring change. This might not. You know, it, we the maybe the only justice we get is these four cops serve some time, but I'm sure they'll be out 
in a minute. And that's that's the negative me talking, you know? Yeah, it's a very bleak outlook on it, but that's the reality that it could very well turn into something like that again. You know, you think of, like, the riots back in 92 with Rodney King, right? Oh, yeah. They, because of public pressure, they charged the officers. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they were convicted. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't convicted, right? Nope. And we've been seeing that year over year over year, and it's been in public attention year over year over year that these actions are still taking place and no one really is making a change and voices are not being heard. No, they're not. And it's very unfortunate. And I think you're on the right track with saying that people should go out to vote because whether you want to believe or not, people are out there voting and it's causing some sort of a change, right? Because the tides are always going into the majority vote, whether we like it or not, that's what we're seeing. Yeah. So unless we're out there speaking, we're never going to be heard. Yeah. And you know, Unfortunately, you know, those numbers count. Those numbers count to a lot of us that, you know, oh, it's all rigged. And I'm talking to you because I feel like we 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 have to try. So what? Because it's rigged, we're not going to try? Yeah. Because, oh, we were told it's, you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to sit down and take it now because yeah. you feel like there's no other way around it? Like, that's when not our, the right approach either. Exactly. When our taxes are too high, when, you know, the rent goes this way and now people are moving in from out of the state and buying up the land here and now shit's not what it used to be that's us that's us not doing something yeah you know what i mean when your homie or your homegirl starts her little business support dude support she could buy you know oh that used to be this one guy's store and you know here comes someone from omaha to come buy it that could have been her yeah but there you go you're I don't know if the word is hating but you see her doing her thing or him doing his thing and you just scroll right past it yeah well, I mean, let's. I think it's easy in a system that keeps pushing us down yeah. for people to give up, right? Like, let's. It's the sobering fact, and that's what we see: is people stop uh, fighting against yeah, it and trying. accept it, and that leads to shit like that, where now you have people coming from out of state, or you know, yeah. you, you have the the people that are majority owners right now continuing to own and growing bigger versus like our own people yeah. succeeding because. They've given up. They've become very much stagnant in in what they want to do, and surviving is enough. When in reality, <laughs> it should be much more than that, right? Oh, oh yeah. Like everyone that you see is wealthy has generational wealth. That stuff is carried on, and it's hard for us to keep to even try and catch up. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're starting fucking five miles ahead of us in a foot race. Like yep. it's it's almost impossible. And until people get out there and make that change and and start to shift the tide towards working in favor of us it's never going to happen right and so yeah. it in a way it should feel like a call to arms where it's like don't just because you feel like you've given up and there's nothing you can do there's always something you can do because always. at the end of the day whether it's financial freedom or, or whether it's having a better political structure or whether it's not seeing what the fuck we're seeing with with you know it however you want to uh view it or from whatever perspective but i would say innocent men being fucking murdered on tv like that's fucked up we shouldn't see that that shouldn't be our day-to-day and we shouldn't accept that no it should so there's other reasons other than like oh i I, i'm never going to be able to make it in terms of of wealth yeah to go out there and act on things you want to see your own people fucking flourish dude you got to go out there and yeah and make those changes not only for yourself it starts with you but for the people around you, you got to think about Most, not only your future, but your kids and 
Your kids, kids too, man. Most definitely, most definitely. And I don't know if me having, you know, my daughter <clears throat> is what helping me realize, like, or even me trying to speak up. Yeah, maybe I'm annoying everyone with my posts and stuff, but I just feel like I've I've been quiet for too long. I feel like, you know, um, growing up where I grew up, there was some kind of discrimination, maybe turning even to self-hate growing up. And now to see, you know, learning to love myself and seeing my own people of color and, you know, I'm mixed. So I've got almost all the colors in the world. Right. Yeah. So it didn't matter to me that, oh, he was black. He could have been any color of the rainbow and I'd still feel the same way. And I'd be just as passionate about exactly. it right now. And I feel like all, all of us should. Everybody listening, you're going to have to have that conversation with your family. You're going to have to converse, have to con that service, have that conversation with your friends. You know, a lot of us sit back. We laugh at the joke, even though we know, like, yo, Mike, that was uncle, like, that joke was, that was too now far. you got to call him out, man. Yeah, and, you know, because that uncle might have kids. What is he teaching his kids? Now, I'm, I'm sending my daughter to school with kids that don't know no better. You know what I mean? So, I think um, what I want to get to is, you know, everybody needs to be accountable. Everybody. And it's work, man. It's yeah. not going to come easy, right? No. I mean, I can speak from my own experiences just today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I shouldn't be going to get my haircut with everything that's going on. <laughs> but I went to the barber shop yeah. and there was a dude spouting off. Just, I mean, I hate to phrase it that way. But from my perspective, just ignorant about what he was saying and how he doesn't care about any of these movements. How none of that shit benefits him. And, no. yeah, how, how he thinks it's fucking crazy and blah, blah. And I, I kept quiet. Yeah. I didn't say anything. And... You know, part of me was like, just let me pick and choose my battles. Yeah. I'm not going to be the one to change this person's mind. Right. But sure enough, when I left there, the fucking guilt that sunk in, like, whether yeah. or not I fucking shifted the tide, like, he's allowed to speak that out loud, like, yeah. blatantly racist shit. Like, that's right. ridiculous, dude. And I, I shouldn't have allowed that, right? Unfortunately. I know. It's funny that, yeah, the last time I was there, they tried to. And again, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big, intimidating looking dude. I. You know, I try not to be as aggressive, you know. I hope it's not the same guy we're talking about. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, um, you know, they tried to, or at least they brought it up briefly and kind of died it down, maybe because I was there. Yeah. Again, you know, let me hear that. I might have to look for a new barbershop, you know, who knows. But, yeah, guys, I think uh, all of us, you know, we need to be, we, we're all held accountable. And then let me take that even further to talk to you police. You know, I don't know who's listening, but if you know someone who's an officer, Remind them constantly, you you need, you will be held accountable for any action that you take. Whether you're a crooked cop, whether you're a racist cop, whether you're a good cop, what the next man does is going to reflect on you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I think, I heard someone say, actually, I watched the video today where it's like, there is no good cops, yeah. there is no bad cops. It's the accountability that you take in a certain situation that decides what path that you will go on right yeah. if you witness something it is your duty at that point to intervene and mm-hmm. correct it right because that's what you're doing that's yeah. what you signed up to do is yeah. to to correct the situation right and there's steps to that obviously and yeah. you should be able to police your partner just as they police you right oh, don't yeah. let peer pressure affect the way that you do things like you should be able to think for yourself yes, and logically and come to a, a conclusion that's appropriate based off of the situation and it's never i hate to veer off and for you to lose your thought but it's never fucking appropriate to murder somebody 
Never. Never, dude. Like, that is not your call, right? Yeah. Whether you planned it or not, and, you know, we can debate as to whether or not yeah. it was fucking planned, right? Yeah. But you know consequences to your actions, right? Oh, yeah. And you know fucking, like, right just logic and common sense. Like, yeah. if you fucking step on someone's neck, eventually... They won't breathe. They won't breathe. Like, what the fuck? Like, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me, dude. And that, I'm sorry to get riled up and, like, okay. push you off your point. But it's go ahead okay. and continue. It's okay. Nah, dude. I'm, I'm trying to stay calm, too, dude. And, you know, again, the video replays in my head. You know, I've got a young lady behind the camera yelling to the officers. He can't breathe. He said he can't breathe. Officers, the one standing, yeah, you weren't, you weren't physically touching the man. But you telling the camera uh, he can talk, right? That means he can breathe. You're... You don't understand how much time you had to save that man's life. Yeah. You don't understand. You could have... Hey, Even in that sentence, whatever time it took you to fucking spout out and be smart about your shit mm-hmm. and say, oh, he could talk, he could breathe. Yeah. You could have corrected his action, dude. Dude, tap your partner. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Yeah. You want to put a knee... I mean, I don't even agree with that, but fuck, put a knee on his back. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, if you want to hold him down or there's four of us, we can all physically detain him. Four of them. Four of them. And then that that goes to my point of if you're not cut out for the job, don't do it. Dude, nurses and doctors, when they make a fucking mistake, they're done. They can no longer run any practices. And I don't know the terminology, but I think that's what yeah. it is, right? Yeah, licenses get revoked. and Yo, you cannot hide behind that shield. You fucking kill that man. You look directly into the camera, into the faces of those people telling you he can't breathe. And continue to keep your neck there, you're done, dude. It's a power trip. It and I'm sure you're caught up in the moment, emotional. I don't know what you've gone through. Maybe you've had run-ins with, you know, the other race. Still doesn't justify shit. That needs to go out the window. I can come from personal experiences. I've got family members that have dealt with, you know, getting assaulted. Even at the moment, getting jumped by 25 of the other race, still walked away from that day with like, they're not all bad. And that's how you have to be. And how can you live with hatred in your heart? It, I'm, I'm trying not to get passionate, but that's that's the shit that, that, that pisses me off, dude. So many videos, dude. It's so, so many videos out there of you we see, you know, unarmed black men get killed. And the media will flip it. They'll bring up their past. They'll bring up their, oh, he had a run-in with the law this shit year. Shit that's irrelevant. Irrelevant dude. as fuck. Irrelevant to the actions that that, in that moment, and I have to speak on, on those specific situations yeah. where it's a police officer versus, like, yeah. you know, taking or, or trying to detain and it just gets ugly. That shit does not matter. Whatever prior whatever mm-hmm. that person dealt with does not matter in that moment, right? And you could see most of the time it's like, they're not even putting up a fight, dude. Yeah. Like. It makes no sense to use that no much sense. force. And it that's that's where I trip out where it's like it wasn't even that long ago where we had another man pass away yelling he can't breathe for selling cigarettes in front of a liquor store. You should not have to put that man in handcuffs. You shouldn't have to put any you shouldn't have to touch that man at all. Street vending is illegal, you give him a ticket and you fucking walk away. Exactly. The same thing you do for a parking ticket. You pull up. You don't need the guy's name. That's a power trip, dude. It's a power trip because say you wanted to fucking take the guy down and arrest him. Mm-hmm. There's no reason in that specific situation the officer should have had a fucking chokehold on the guy. Like, nope. what? You, this guy isn't harming anyone. Selling cigarettes. 
He's not touching anybody. He's not pocket chain. He doesn't have no weapon to even to even tackle him down. You know, so that's that's the shit. So everyone's saying, oh, he had again. We we could run that all day. We we see you know mass shootings. Who is it? Person of lighter complexion. What happens? Oh, they got arrested. They got they get arrested with yeah. a gun in their hand. Yeah, okay, they put it down. We got them to disarm themselves. That's fine. But then why would the media twist it and turn it? Oh, he used to be bullied. Oh, he... We never saw this coming. He was such a great dad, such a great family guy. Okay. What, like, what? what is the... Again, in that moment, <laughs> why Why does any of that play? And it's for, you know, once they go into the proceedings and the person has to be convicted or yeah. whatever, whatever they've done, to sway the, the jurors one way or another because those people are... They're exposed to the media before they go into <laughs> that setting where they have to be a jury, and yeah. whether they like it or not, you know they're corrupt at that point, right? And uh-huh. we're susceptible to the media that we put ourselves in front of, right? We're watching the news, whatever the news is putting out, that's what they're fucking spoon feeding to to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, what we follow on social media, that's what they spoon feed to us, and that's what ends up molding our opinion, right? Oh yeah, and it's. It's difficult, but it's important to think for your fucking self. Yeah. And look at facts and base your decisions off of logic. Because at the end of the day, anyone can present anything to you in any light. Yeah. And it and what what matters is how you interpret that. And you can be swayed, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can think for yourself yeah. and put logic together and understand the situation from your own point of view. Put yourself there. Yeah. And decide how you would act in that situation right yeah and that that that's something that since a kid dude um it's it's bugged me it's bugged me and like i'll tell some backstory you know growing up i've dealt with my fair share of you know discrimination you know i got you know smaller old old ladies walking on the street cross the street because they don't want to cross paths hey you've been through what you've been through i have to respect it I'm not going to yell at you, oh, love me, or, you know, respect my color. Nah, okay, fine. But, you know, take it even further, you know, I don't know you remember, I don't know how old I was, but you remember the that young man, Tamir Rice, um, got shot at the playground, yeah. running around with a toy gun? Yeah. Police, so police were called because someone saw a kid with a gun. Okay, the policeman showed up, took the kid out. Sorry to use those terms, but... And I remember around that time, like, my mom had to sit us down and told me and my brother, you guys, um, look at this. From here on, I can buy you guys toy guns. Little did I know, you know, why she was saying that. I thought it was just, you know, a toy gun thing. But I think my mom understood the fact that her kids got a little bit of color. Yeah. You know, we couldn't play cops and robbers like everybody else. We couldn't. We couldn't go to the front yard and, you know. Because of, because of shit like that. Because, again, and it's and I'm trying not to keep it a race thing, but I'm just speaking on personal, you know, uh, personal instances. I think that's the healthiest thing you could do is speak yeah. personally from your own experiences. You know, um, there was that. You know, my mom, so many times, you know, she she's grew up with lighter complexion. You know, my mom's, you know, Latina. Um she had to learn with us, you know, make sure we carry our lotion, you know, we had to learn how to like raise two young black guys. Right. And, you know, 
she didn't warn me about, you know, the discrimination I might face outside the house. I mean, she probably didn't even understand it fully at that <laughs> because, moment, right? Because, you know, we're growing up Latino in the house. You know, yeah. Pops wasn't around. She's the one raising us. My family, fuck, I've got tios and tias that don't speak English, you know, that well. And I'm there thinking it's all love. And I go into the real world, you know, school even, and I get treated differently. Uh, why, oh, how's your last name like that? You can't speak Spanish. Uh, why is your hair? Oh, curly hair is ugly. Or you have big lips or, you know, or you're too dark. I can't date dark guys. And it's not even, you know, there's no real logic behind. There's no real answer. Yeah. Other than they were taught differently. And growing up, I just had to swallow that pill. You can go through my old social media accounts. There's pictures of me hiding my lips in pictures because for a very long time, I hated, I hated my face. I hated my appearance. I keep my hair short because I was like, oh, the curly hair is gross. You know, when, you know, it. It took me a very long time. I can even say to the age of 23 for me to learn like, yo, dude, you're, you're all right, dude. You know, stop, stop thinking what other people think, you know? And I give that, I give a huge major shout out to my little brother. Cause as much as, a, as much as I thought I didn't give a fuck, he gave a fuck less. Cause my brother, he, <laughs> he was, he's just too cool for school, you know? And so, you know, he would preach to me and my sister. So funny. <laughs> He'd come home preaching, you know, to me and my sister, like, yo, you guys, like, we got to love ourselves, you know? And maybe he was dealing with some shit that I didn't even know, you know? But he came and he talked that to us. And just next thing you know, I grew my hair out. And I was like, hey, like, it's not that bad, you know? You learn how to take care of it, you know? Yeah. And it's still, it's still a constant struggle, you know? Because there's times, you know, I grew up in this area. I go hit up the major latino market around here and you know i give my good mornings because that's just who i am when i get ignored i take it personal because to me it's like all right whether we don't have to be best friends you're in the customer service seat you know i'm from the neighborhood so i expect to be treated like neighbor you should be able to say good morning we have a full-on conversation or not that's fine yeah, oh, just treat me like a human, right? When I go to the counter, I'm putting my stuff there. Hey, good morning. Buenos dias. And I get ignored. To me, and I said it loud, and I speak pretty loud. When I get ignored, to me, that's a sense of discrimination. For me. And I could be over-exaggerating. I could be, you know, lying. But no, there's too many times. There's too many times where I've dealt with that. And I, I hold a special place... Uh, not good or bad. I don't know what it is, right? But I hold a special place in my heart for, like, when I've had to deal with discrimination from the Latino community, especially because I grew up Latino. And it hurts me the most because, you know, like, my mom looks like you, and I get treated differently because my color. Yeah. You know, there's... I get a, it, man. It's like, I was taught you guys were my family. Like, yeah. you know, I this is who I grew up around, <laughs> yeah. and for some reason, I'm not... a accepted like that's fucked yeah. up. and i remember going to school there's this one instance where this kid was cursing me out forever and i'm somebody like yo if you're cur- if we're cursing we're cursing if we're playing rough <laughs> we're playing rough you know I, I don't run to anybody yeah my mom always taught me dude like you give what you get so if that's what we're giving dude let's give it so there i am we're cursing back and forth this is fifth grade innocent stuff at least i thought i hit him with the oh you're a jackass this dude runs to we had volunteers at school. We all called them the señoras. So whatever. <laughs> he runs to her and doesn't ask for both sides of the stories. Here's his side of the story. Oh, he was cursing in Spanish. Conversation is going in Spanish. And I remember ran up behind him and I'm like, oh, he was cursing too. She didn't care. She's like, oh, I remember she did her little, I don't care face. Yeah. And 
they had this thing where it was called a red box where they paint a red square on the floor and they make you stand in it for X amount of minutes. It could be the entire lunch. It could be five minutes. Put me in there for 10 minutes. That's fucking torture, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and, in the hot ass sun, they're making you stand. Yeah. There. So I'm standing there. Then the kid comes to tease, right? Yeah. Oh, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Him and... I don't give a fuck about a box at that point, dude. <laughs> Send me home. And that's what I thought. So yeah. I'm like, you know what, dude? You're coming to tease. I'm stepping out. Yeah. They went and told I Well, I got out the box. I got to put it in for another five minutes. That's fucked up. And I know I'm exaggerating when I say this, but when you guys think about it, that's what happened to um, Emmett Till. The young man that this lady lied, that he whistled at her. I guess, you know, blacks aren't supposed to look at you know, white people at this time. And I think about 12 grown white men chased a kid and beat him. Kid. Yeah. Beat him to death and threw him in the river. Now, I know this is a huge exaggeration, right? Of course. Yeah. Like there's a stark contrast between like yeah. childhood stuff, but I, I see your point and it, it's definitely a one-sided thing that, yeah. that's being illustrated there. Right. So where I I got I was ganged up on. That's my biggest thing. Where it was yeah. like, okay, you guys. Well, I'm one. I'm supposed to be wanting you, but because you know I'm two shades darker than you, I couldn't. I couldn't be. There was no way. There was no way. My name is you know Eric Manuel Lopez. You know, from what I hear from all the jokes around, it's like yo, that's a quote unquote beaner ass name. You know, so it's like. I'm named this, but uh, nah, that doesn't fly because you don't look like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember that day. I remember I, after school, at fifth grade, a lot of people tell me, why don't I beat kids' asses? Now, I'm a big guy, right? But my thing was, I wasn't taught to do that. Yeah. I never learned to throw my testosterone around. I, you know, I grew up, you know, with my mom always spreading peace and showing love. So I never felt the need to. So I remember when she did pick me up, I did cry to her. I don't want to get emotional, but I remember like my mom just turns to this lion ass dude, fucking put the e-lights on, left the car in the middle of the street because our school was set up like that. So she ran into the main office and she just started going in on the the hall office, dude, like, like, hey, what's going on? If you guys don't know the whole story of like what the kids are doing, you can't just be making one sided decisions. And, oh, my God, we were about to leave when the lady walks in, dude. That's right. Oh, my God. I remember shaking like my mom was just getting louder and she was red. And we got into the car. Because besides my mom being tired as fuck from just getting off of work. Dude, doesn't want to deal with something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And my mom went in and, you know, I did my best to stay away from the lady <laughs> for the rest of that school year. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, it was times like that that I... I felt I learned discrimination and I had to learn to, okay, let me stay within my, my realm. I had to fuck with the kids that saw past that, you know, yeah. I'm glad I found you. I'm glad I found the four other friends I have, you know, that didn't give a shit what my color was, you know, didn't give a shit. They were like, Oh, we like this. We'll just like that together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. And I tell you guys every day, it's all love, dude. Um, Everybody looks at us. <laughs> a lot of it, we, I'm sure to a, a group of strangers, we're like, are these kids? Even yeah, like, we don't those, even look like we belong I still, together. I still say kids, like we're kids. <laughs> those grown men, uh, those guys are drug dealers. They're, they're cops. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. even look like fucking friends, you know. 
it's funny that, you know, we came up that way, but yeah, dude, I fucking, I dealt with my discrimination from both, from every angle you could possibly think of, you know, and I'm coming here today to tell you guys, like, look, be, hold yourself accountable, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's all check our friends. Let's all check, you know, family members, you know, check yourself. There's times where I hear things and I, and I do stay quiet. There's times where, you know, and I'm, and I'm stop bringing up color, right? But it's, you know, a lot of us get uncomfortable when the next person speaks another language, right? One thing that frustrates me is when that person calls you out, like, and I get it now. And I get it now as an adult where, oh, you shouldn't speak another language in a workplace. For me, that I could speak both. And I can, I can, I could um, vouch for the guy on the other side where he doesn't understand when he tells them, hey, I I don't feel comfortable you speaking another language around here because I feel like you're talking about me. Seven times out of ten, they are. You think so? I've heard it. And, okay, yeah, the guy's work ethic may not be up to par, but I feel like if you really wanted to correct it, you could talk to that person. That so, goes back to accountability, right? Yeah, I feel like you should be able to stand up to that person and say, hey. This is what needs to be corrected, right? Hey, I know I'm not. Yeah, okay, you might not be fuck manager or lead or anything. But that's still your coworker. You work with him, you know? If the line if we work in a line and he's in the front and he's messing up, now I'm gonna have to work double at the end of the line. I don't wanna do that. So hold him accountable. And if he doesn't want to, then from there the steps will be taken to where he gets removed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody's racist, but there there's some people that I feel need to check themselves. And I'll never drop names. You know who you are. And let's just work on it, dude. Let's work on it. it. It's like Nipsey said, life, whatever he was accomplishing was a marathon. Anything you work for, it's going to be a marathon. It's not a lap. It's a long, it might not even change while we're alive. Yeah. It's work every day, every day forever. And we're going to continue to continue to change that. And we're going to work towards that, dude. For sure, man. And I, I mean, just through your experiences alone, you know, you, you learn a lot you, you start to apply things and you become a better person, right? And that's yeah. what it's all about. And to speak to, like, your thought of, like, you don't want to mention color anymore. And I get it, right? There's, But we can't deny that there's culture. Yeah. And that's what certain groups of people are afraid of Yeah, is the differences in culture. But at the end of the day, we should recognize that we're all fucking human. All. All of us. And we're all here together. And it makes no sense to be crabs in a bucket, right? Like, we yeah. should be uplifting each other in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. So it's important to adopt that attitude and carry that with everything, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And um, so, you know, with everything going on, I, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm listening to certain music now. You know, I have to feel like it's not fuck the police. They're, they're, we still need them, right? I can listen to the song, but, you know, more or less, it's, you know, it's about change. And when I call an officer, I, sh- I shouldn't have to feel scared. Yeah. When I get pulled over, I shouldn't have to fear for my life. You know, me, it's like, I remember one of my friends made fun of me because we got pulled over. And I remember out loud telling the officer, like, I'm reaching for my wallet. Yeah. I shouldn't have to feel that way. No, you shouldn't. But... I'm. I try and be as understanding as I can, and I'm like, dude, you're just as nervous as I am, because you want to go home to your wife and kids. But that—that's where. That's the barrier that needs to be broken, right? Yeah. 
those nerves just based off of the cover of what you see yeah. shouldn't be there. It should be assessing the situation and seeing whether or not what you're dealing with is a threat. Speaking from a cop's perspective, right? Okay, yeah. I've never gone through any police training or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But just based off of logic, if I have to handle and manage a certain situation and ensure that you know things are going to go my way or safely or whatever, right? Like I, I need to go and, and verify this person is legal to drive or whatever, yeah. right? I'm not going to go with my fucking gun, like, hand oh, to my gun yeah. already, right? Yeah. Like, I need to go and assess the situation and see what it is that I'm dealing with. And the color of someone's skin shouldn't play a factor in that. Yeah. It should be what this person's saying, like, their yeah. energy, what they're telling me, right? Like, yeah. if, if they're threatening me, then obviously, right, okay, now there's, like, yeah. there's, there's <laughs> cause for me to act in a certain manner yeah but just rolling up because you see someone is a little bit different from you and now you're scared like yeah. that just doesn't make any sense yeah. man um sorry to cut you off no a- answer me this was it is it profiling when you know i i was pulled over now i was scared because it was a stop sign so i'm like fuck and i'm pretty bad at my stops i'm guilty of that but i remember i felt like i hit the stop completely did you get a ticket i didn't get a ticket okay but yeah i i i Proceeded after I stopped, and then I got pulled over. And then the officer comes up, and he says, Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, you got nothing to worry about. You just look like someone we're looking for. That's profiling. That's profiling? Yeah. Okay, now... Because um, the next question is, um, do you have any warrants for your arrest? Mm-hmm. Or uh, any pending cases or something like that? Yeah. That's none of their fucking business, yeah. right? Like, they shouldn't ask that, period. Yeah. And what, what did they stop you for? Is the only thing they should tell you... And to ask for your license and registration, which yeah. legally you are required to give, right? That's that. I, I wish I knew the law, but yeah, it was literally like, "Hey, what's up, man? Um, no, you got nothing to worry about. You just look like somebody we're looking for." That was the that was a statement from the officer. I didn't get his name. I didn't get his badge. I didn't get the cop car number. It was just that. Yeah, just let me get your license and registration. Then when you saw, you know, I was having a hard time looking for my registration because I always do. He's like, "It's okay. I'll just check your license." It took about. Four minutes, just put his hand in the window, gave him my license, and let me go. Yeah, I think in in a situation like that, it, I would say that's profiling. He saw <laughs> that you weren't a threat, or yeah. you didn't seem super intimidating to him, so he didn't take it any further. Right? Yeah. Like, there was no power trip involved. <laughs> yeah, he already exerted like his authority in stopping you, right? But there was no reason for him to like. You weren't even detained, right? So no. like, what what the fuck is the point? Why do you yeah. want to check my license, like? I'm walking down the street and the cop asks me for my ID. Yeah. I don't have to give him an ID. Right. Like, what did I do? What, you First off, what, yeah, what is what, this all what about? What am I breaking? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that that's, yeah. So <laughs> I remember that day and then, yeah, the, the homie was like, like laughing at me. Like, you know, maybe he's choosing to, you know, ignore, you know, the discrimination that just happened to us. And he's like, yo, why'd you announce like you're reaching for your wallet? Because it's like, yo. Yeah, you got to be safe, man. Everything you're hearing right now, these guys, I'm sure, are on edge. Because, you know, there are songs like Cop Killer and things like that. Yeah. To where I'm sure these guys are like, yo, you know, some people are mad at us. You know, I might not even be the bad cop. But, hey, you know, they're everyone's on edge with us, you know. So he, I'm just giving him that same mutual of understanding of like yo dude i don't want to deal with this any yeah. more than you do you know i get it and but at the same time in a situation like that yeah. it, it's smart that you were able to communicate hey this is what i'm doing right yeah. the whole 
idea of like oh you look like somebody that we were looking for like what are the odds that you're driving the same car he can't run the license plates like yeah i'm sure they have some some sort of information already if they know what they're looking for right whether a license plate whether a car color like you know like or it just so happened (laughs) that you specifically with your beard and comb over at the time fit the perfect description when every other person (laughs) had the same beard same comb over like i don't know man it's just (laughs) <laughs> it's one of those things like yeah, dude, yeah. Man. i'm still trying to process it myself <laughs> he he was looking for it's a i guess what i was trying to get at is it's a good idea that you said that yeah whether you're made fun of or not because in a situation like that he was looking for the opportunity to take i mean and i don't want to speak like yeah <laughs> to extremes but i would assume why i'll stop somebody right right to take action in that sense so by you saying that you kind of disarmed him um at, at least in in that sense where it was like okay well this guy's not afraid a yeah. not a threat we'll let him go yeah and that was my biggest like and i already have that problem you guys make fun of my walk all the time you know i try to not come off as a threat because of just the rap big guys big brown guys get you yeah. know it's no good trouble i've got tattoos now you know it's just oh he looks like trouble so i do my best to look as the least intimidating as possible i don't know if it works i probably look goofy but yeah it's it's for sure. It's something I've come to this age and I deal with constantly, dude. Um, it's you have any bad run-ins with police? Maybe I I've been fortunate enough to not experience a whole lot, and I think it in essence like it it speaks to whatever little privilege I do have. I'm not white. Yeah. I'm Mexican, and I do have a Mexican complexion, but I am lighter skin for sure. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, in this society, that for some reason equates to good. For some reason. Yeah. Because I, you know, where you speak to your situations of like, senoras cross this street. Yeah. Like, they nod and and say hi to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I feel guilty that like, I have a homie who fucking deals with the opposite. Like, it sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I, it, I want it to be equal all across. Like, people should wave and fucking say hi just the same, right? Um, but that's not to say I've, I've never had any negative situations and definitely like I've, there's, I've been in situations where they, cops have only wanted to hear one side of the story. Like I can speak to this very specific one where, you know, my dad was blessed enough to be able to buy a house early on and mm-hmm. he rented a back house and there was some fucking <laughs> issues with like the tenant and countless yeah. times the cops had to have been called down there. And a lot of times they'd only take their side of the story, my dad who barely fucking spoke English would get his ass shoot out by cops, man. And they would be so fucking uncomfortable for me to see. Yeah. And I'd have to go out there and, and a lot of times cops would be like, dude, you're only fucking 12. Get off your fucking high horse. I'll take your dad to jail right now. And that shit's like, what the fuck? Oh, fuck that. Like, you're not trying to hear us out. Like you're over here just taking what they said and, you know, just spitting it back at us to try and control the situation. That's what gets me frustrated. So what are you trying to do? Exactly. You're, you're and not you're even... telling me a kid like who you, I would assume you're trying to play a role model for, a, like the city, like be an example, set an example. This is someone you wanted to be as a kid. You're a cop, right? Yeah. Like a lot of times people aspire to be a police officer mm-hmm. and uphold the law and have morality, help. help, help, right? That's why you get into the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it pays good. You get benefits and a pension, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a whole another thing, man. Yeah. Those fucking cops that. You know that are on trial right now should lose their fucking pension I think because it was a life lost, man. But to get back to my point, now you're setting an example for a kid. 
myself in this situation, right? You would think that you'd want to try and not only hear this kid out, but sort of give your feedback and reasoning so that, okay, I understand. Like, all right, he was fair in this situation. I would want to be someone like that, just Mm -hmm. as fair and and uphold justice, right? Yeah. But instead to tell me, shut the fuck up. I mean, not in those words, but kid, get off your fucking high horse is what he told me. Wow. Because I guess I was young and I was like (laughs) using logic against him. Like, yeah, get off your fucking high horse or I'll fucking say your dad kicked me and I'll take him to jail right now. Like, that's what he said. I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? And look, look at how much respect we give them and how much power we give them, right? And look at how powerful those words are that they still ring in your head to this day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And to know what I know now, like, I wish I would have, even at fucking 12 years old, been like, nah, dude. Like, that's (laughs) not how this shit works, man. Get the fuck out of here. And I don't know. And I don't even... And that's 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 where I that's where I make man, I'm keep making the mistake right. It's where cops have the benefit of the doubt. That's the biggest power that they fucking have, and yeah. they abuse it. If if it is before the cameras on their chest, right? The cop says you kicked them. Guess who? Probably yeah. The city's gonna believe yeah. You know, I mean, he's probably done it before, right? Like hey. the fucking scumbag. If he said it, I'll say your dad kicked me and <laughs> yeah. take him to jail. It's because he's fucking pulled that card in the past. Yep. Like, don't think I, I don't have power here. I will fucking take your dad to jail and right shut now. the fuck up. Right? Yeah, that, and you know, it's it's an unfortunate situation, but yeah, dude, like that's that's the shit that all of us, you know, let's spread that out and you know let it be known. It's like these guys have a lot of power in a sense of where almost their word is. It's going to be taken over hours. And that's that accountability that I'm talking about. It's like, yo. But we live in a new age. And that's like the silver lining in this. And that kind of to touch back on what I spoke on in terms of like what media you're susceptible to. Mm-hmm. At all times, you have eyewitness accounts available to you online. Mm-hmm. Because people fucking <laughs> record, dude. Yeah. And I wish I would have like had a phone to record that <laughs> oh, situation, yeah. dude. And like, yo, I'm going to write into the fucking chief and send this video. And I know you're protected <laughs> probably, but at least... I did what I could, right? Yeah. My bad. You're good. But I think those are those eyewitness accounts are the best, most unfiltered means of understanding what's going on right now. And by using those as reference, yeah. you're able to come up with the most logical, most unbiased opinion possible, right? Like that's just the way that it goes. And still things may be presented in a certain way to like kind of sway your judgment or whatever. Yeah. But it's up to you to make that decision. And I feel like based off of what I've seen, dude, and yeah, I just spoke about like prior experiences with cops okay. to kind of like, it, it gives me those like th- that filter that I'm seeing through. But at the same time, I, I think I'm level headed enough to understand maybe that was just one bad cop, right? It's possible. Just like I've had run-ins with people, right? Like just normal people. I'm not going to judge an entire race off of, in the exchange I had with one person, right? Exactly. It is what it is. That person was having a bad day or has had a bad five years or has had a bad life. <laughs> yeah. And they're sour because of it. That's not my doing. I'm moving on. But what I'm trying to say is through that, I've been able to gather that shit is fucked up out there for one, yeah. right? That, and I know we spoke a lot about this like in the first like 10 minutes of the podcast. Um, like with the protests and the looting and stuff like that. There's a lot of that shit out there that not to like be all like conspiracy about shit that's getting incited and bent and turned a certain way. And mm-hmm. if you watch the news, they're focusing less on the cause and more on the looting. Yeah. And 
you know, it's it's sort of swaying away from what the major point is exactly. and focusing more on like, look at these people, they're dangerous. Yeah. And that's like the worst, most unhealthy way to look at things. Of course. And that was my, and that's, and you know, I know you don't have a Facebook, but that's my biggest argument with a lot of my people from my community because Facebook is all family and friends from around here where we grew up, right? Yeah. And a lot of the people that keep on sharing the looting and keep on shitting on the like, looting. Like, look at this. Yeah. And, you know, even now people are trying to bring up old videos of these young black kids assaulting street vendors, right? And it's the most frustrating thing, especially as a person yeah, of color. Yeah, those people suck. Especially right? as a person of color because I'm like, yo, besides me knowing there's bad apples in every, in every culture, in every race, it's like, why are we promoting this right now? Are we trying to justify that these black lives don't matter? Like, are you trying to say this is why they get shot? And my bad for going through the comments, but when I go through there and I see all the racist stuff that, it's you know, my own ridiculous. Latinos could say, yeah, it, it's ridiculous and it hurts. It's so a when, slap in the face. It's dude. a slap in the face to me, and it just brings back those terrible memories that I did grow up with. And when I'm, now I'm getting passionate around, but when I'm on there and I'm giving you guys hell and I'm throwing in your face again, like, yo, I'm of, I'm of both. And you sharing this right now is uh, there's no point to it. They're trying to add a hashtag of ha- of Hispanic Lives Matter too, and that's not that. You, what you're doing is you're trying to cause a divide. I, that whole thing is the most ridiculous fucking thing in the world to me, because it's all context. Yeah. No one ever said Black Lives Matter more than any other life in the fucking world. Exactly. No one said that. Nobody. All it is is Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. They shouldn't have to fucking fight over the word matter. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have to bargain that. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all, dude. Like, there's an analogy of, like, your house is on fire, right? Yeah. I just read this one the other day, okay. and it, I, it was, like, the most kindergarten way to be able to explain it. Yeah. Your house is on fire, Eric. Yeah. You call the fire department, and they come, and they show up next door, and they water the house next door, right? They fucking start spraying that house <laughs> down. That's not on fire. Yeah. In that instance, your house matters more. Right. Doesn't mean that the house that they're watering doesn't matter. Yeah. They just shouldn't be watering that house at the moment. Yeah. The attention should be on the fucking house that's on fire, man. Yeah. And right now, the biggest issue is what is going on in our current society, right? Yeah. And that deserves our attention. Mm-hmm. Not the fucking house next door. It's this one. Yeah. So, yes, Hispanic lives matter. Yeah. That is a fucking... All lives matter, yes. Yeah. But no lives matter more than anyone else's, right? Plain and simple. And at the moment, I think the attention should be on yeah. black lives because they are the most at risk at the yeah. moment. And yes, like Hispanics deal with the same things, which yeah. should unite us, right? Like you would think. And that's where I get frustrated where why do we why are we pulling up the negative right now? We should be posting all the positive. All these petitions to, you know, abolish ICE and ICE, you know, they're 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 trying to I read somewhere they're trying they're almost close to building basically a gas chamber. You know, how heartbreaking is that, that, yo, we're fighting the same fight, but here you go, you're promoting the negative, you know, you're promoting the negative that are, are the looting and those bad apples that, you know, and, you know, just to give you guys some kind of peace of mind, those kids met street justice already. There's videos out of those, all those kids getting their ass beat when they return back to their hoods. That shit is not flying anymore because everybody grew up buying elotes from those guys. (laughs) Everybody grew, like, everybody looks up to those guys. You know, in some way, shape, or form. There, there, there's crime everywhere, you know? And for, you know, my Latinos out there, dude, help 
the cause, help yourself, and let's promote the positive. Yes, that stuff happens, and it's frustrating. But we can't focus on that. Not right now. You know what I mean? And let's let's uplift each other. You know, go in those comments and check those people. You know, I tried my best not to. I left my comment or two, but it's it, it hurt. It hurt when, you know, I've got a, this Lopez and that Lopez. That's, we share the last name. So somewhere down the line, I'm sure our blood's crossed, you know. And here you are saying, oh, you know, I don't, I don't even want to use the terminology. But, oh, and they're the ones that go and scream Black Lives Matter. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? You're not, you're just promoting hate. And that's the last thing we're supposed to do, especially as black and brown. You know, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that, oh, well, they hate you guys, so I'm going to hate you too. I don't know what you're trying to do. It doesn't make sense, dude. It, it, it there's no, there, That fight doesn't make sense. Black, between the black and brown makes zero sense. Zero. We should all be fa- fighting for the same fight, and that's fighting against racism and prejudice. You know? Oh, your last name is Hernandez, whatever the fuck. He must not have papers. That's what they think of you. Yeah. First. Oh, his parents probably cut grass. You're probably a third generation, but and no matter where you go with that last name, guess what? You're a Mex. You're a Mexican. You're a, you're not even from here. Yeah. Go back to your country. Whether you could be ten generations, your family probably fought in World War II, and you've been in this country for thirty years, right? However long it was, I'm bad at math, right? <laughs> but I was gonna say, yeah, but... I'm terrible, terrible, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's like no matter what you're gonna carry that forever you know the black lives you know how many of their parents grandparents great grandparents fought in the World War II and came home to face prejudice again well, I'll fight alongside you for our country then come home to be treated like shit like those are those that that's the focus of what should be happening. Our Browns too. I'm sure they were in that war too somewhere. And to become and then we've got you know people yelling, "Go back to your country, dude! What the fuck? This is supposed to be the land of the free. Everybody has a chance here." You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's one thing I grew up as a kid understanding. Like, yo, this country's for everybody. At least I thought. You know, I painted this picture as a kid, dude. I've got an American flag tatted on me, dude. Because at some point. I'm like, yo, this land is great. Everyone has a chance. And as I got older, I learned that it's not true. You walk into a car dealership. If you walk in with sweats, you're not about to buy a car. You walk in with the shoes you maybe had for a year. You're saving money to buy a car. They're going to look at you like, oh, this guy's probably going to buy a used car. You don't, they do not look, they, you can't. It's not worth their time. Yeah. Yeah. They don't come to help you. Hey, sir, would you like to buy a car? No, you got to go and ask. I've dealt with it. I've been to the dealership a couple of times. And, that, and that's the shit that we're talking about, dude. And, like, I I tell you guys, and you guys know me, or who, for those who know me personally, uh, it's all love. I don't matter. I don't care what color you are. I could probably speak for Benji, too. It's the same thing. It's all love. You can talk to me. You can give me a hug. You can tell me about your day. You can... Fuck, we can just crack a beer. We, we're at work. We're working. We're on the road. We're on the road, dude. We can, we'll find something we love together. That's my that's my biggest thing, dude. It do, We don't have to be all the way alike. I think the difference is, is what's beautiful. Yeah. When I go over here, 
Uh, you know, I'm going to go and eat this kind of food. When All the cultures being different is the best part about it. Exactly. You so. know, the difference is what makes us. And I think that, like, that that little bit of hatred is, like, it's ridiculous, dude. And I I lost where I was going with that. But, you no, guys, there were some good points there yeah, for sure, man. You know, like, it's it's all love, dude. It's It's all love, dude. And I think that's all we should focus on, man. And... Um, I have this song uh, I want to share with you guys. It's by, I probably butcher his name every time. His name is Kenneth. Let me see. Kenneth, Kenneth Walum. I'm probably saying it wrong. The song is called Might Not Be Okay. Featuring Big Crit. felt like that song is beautiful this song was it's about three four years old and the fact that it registers today shows you how far we've come in this country and it's not far and that's that's the point you know we try to make when we out here protest when we're out here protesting when we're out here saying black lives matter is because cops keep getting away with what they get away with and we just have to sit back and take it and wait for the next one. And let's zoom out more than just cops getting away with what they're getting away with. It's yeah. bigger than that, man. It's a society and a system that's set up in such a way to prohibit people that have color from succeeding. Yeah. And unless you, you match like a certain pattern, in which case you pass a fucking test and you're okay, right? Yeah. You can succeed outside of that. You can think outside of the box and it's your duty as a person to fight for your fucking rights and ensure that you're establishing not only a future for yourself, but for those that come after you, man. So, yeah. I love it. Let's press play. Like, why you chillin'? 
Fuck your feelings. Why you smiling when I'm so serious? I ain't patrolling your space. Like, why you living? Stop asking questions. Why you filming? You look suspicious. I think you dealing. Step out the car. Fit the description. Someone I feel. I need a killing. Blood on the curb. I need a spilling. Another civilian. Another not guilty. Another t-shirt. Another rap lyric. Another life gone. I can't forgive it. I won't tell you. It's gonna be okay And I can't see the sun Through all the dark and rays And I don't claim to have the answers It's more than some can say guys heard the words um the this song was written 2016 okay that that was around the time you know that this happened before you know man was choked in front of a liquor store and it's it's songs like this that help me remind me who I am, help me remind me what I'm, what I'm trying to fight for, and it's equality. I feel like in the song he illustrates, you know, that he illustrates, yeah, a bad cop, you know, but he's trying to put himself in the shoes of someone of what they might be thinking in those in those places, right? A lot of the times, you know, I think I've said it on another episode where I felt. Maybe we maybe we should police ourselves. I feel like that's he's maybe not saying that in those words, but that's the idea, right? It's where we get cops from other areas or people from other areas to come and police places they're not familiar with, you know. And shit should go south quick because the officer's afraid. So when he pulls over a car, tinted windows, you know, the man's of a different color. His hand's on the gun already. Why? Because he's scared. Because he's never dealt with people like that before. You know? And it, it can't go nowhere but escalate. You know? It, it's a it's a painful song to listen to. It's a song I have to listen to. You know? To... Just... To continue fighting the fight of... Fight racism. He's not saying fuck anybody. He's not saying fuck any color. But... The song's titled "Might Not Be Okay," and that's that's a a conversation that people of color, I'm sure brown too, have to have, where we don't know what the what the answer is. We don't know what's gonna happen next. For sure, you know, might not be okay. We don't know we don't know what's coming next. Police police gets called because you ran a red light. 
Give me my ticket and go away. But no, the, again, like Ben said earlier, a power trip happens. You don't like you don't like the per, the way you, the person you pulled over is talking to you. That's that comes with that comes with uh, what's the pushing the law, right? That comes with you know I'm enforce enforcing the law. Is what I was trying to say. When you enforce the law, people aren't gonna like it. People aren't gonna have something to say. It's the same. You you, you that's any workplace. Someone comes to work late, they're more than likely getting in trouble for it. I feel you need to have that same attitude when you do pull somebody over. And they're going to give you attitude. They're going to give you attitude. They're going to give you lip. They're going to say something you're not going to like. But that's your job to control the situation. And if your job is to enforce law, give that ticket, call it a day. Don't put your job on the line, your life on the line. Because then it turns into you're now harassing this person, right? Again, you pulled them over for a red light ticket. You're talking to them because, yo, it's legal to street van. You're not allowed to sell cigarettes. You don't have any permits, whatever, right? (sighs) Fuck. Hey, it's a crime to try and use counterfeit cash or checks. Allegedly, right? It's a crime. Give the man his fucking ticket. And walk away. All that tackling, all that unnecessary. And that that's where that's that's my stand on it. I it's a job like everybody else's, but you're you play with people's you people's lives are in your hands sometimes. You have a gun. It's so quick to take somebody else's life. Yeah. Yeah. I I think definitely if you're getting into in, I mean, I don't know what else to call it other than an industry of like law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You should be secure enough with yourself to not allow someone's lip or someone's attitude to bother you, right? You have a yeah. job to do and do your job. And just the same, I guess we can flip it and say, dude, whether you agree with it or not, <laughs> you're getting a ticket, take yeah. the ticket and fight it through the court system or whatever, right? I, I understand that point of view. Like, if you want to play devil's advocate and flip it, but. It starts with the person that's that's making the contact, being the police officer, and how you approach that situation, right? Yeah. And I've come across some cool-ass cops because, I mean, you've been in the car with me getting yeah. pulled over, <laughs> and I don't have a license. My fucking taillights don't work. My car's falling apart, yeah. and they fucking let all of us go, yeah. and it's a bunch of, like, 16-year-olds in a car yeah. probably drinking, and, you know, yeah. it's like a, a dude that's lived it, like, you know, I was 16, yeah. I fucking drank. Just get your ass home, and don't put anybody in danger. Like I've lived that too. It it starts with that initial contact, and yeah. it starts with how you approach it. Mm-hmm. And in situations like that, where are you being called for a certain? Um, I hate to repeat the same word over no, and over. You called for a certain situation. <laughs> yeah. You're there to deal with that and nothing else. Yeah. You're not there to fucking control somebody. If someone gives you lip, it's not your job to then force them to respect you because. You don't want, just like you're not respecting them, they have the right to not respect you back. Plain and simple. Exactly, right? Like, yeah. no contact should be made physically. Give them the ticket. That's it. Yeah. You're done. Dude. Get to move on. And I compare it to, you know, fucking being a leader. You know, you can, you control situations when you're a leader. You know, I've, you know, I've stepped up, you know, at work. I've been a lead. I've, you know, you've been manager. You've had to deal with, you know, controlling situations. Hey, um, I need to give you this write up, these these points, whatever your system is at your job. Hey, you were late today. 
you know and that's it that you're gonna get lit the person oh it's my first time oh you know and then we'll do it again like dude or the straight up fight I'm not the attitude I'm not signing this you can take this paper and shove it like yo I don't and I was reading somewhere where it's like cops I think it's like eight hours of uh forgot the terminology of training for the controlling situations eight Uh, hours training nothing and that's it when you know we've got I'd be Medi- interested to sit through one of those eight hour fucking <laughs> Imagine. And yeah, and these these people who practice medicine and, and injecting, you're playing with people's lives. It's, I forgot I forgot the number of hours, but it was Well uh, you have to go to school for fucking years and years to get a PhD to become a doctor, right? Like and, I think, and that teaches you, I guess, like the science behind it. But even still, you know what you're getting yourself into, so I'm sure some of that time has to do with like social interactions, right? Yeah. Like you fucking And I think that's the thing. I feel like our cops, they need either more training. They need the reassurance. They need, you know, I, I, I don't even know what. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to paint all the officers as bad. There's I still want to be able to call you guys when I need help. You know, when someone did break into my house, when someone did break into my car, when I was done wrong or I was held at gunpoint, I was robbed. You know, I want to still be able to call you guys. But that's 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 my job is where it's like all right i mean that's my that's where my head is at it's like yo i can't call you if you don't know how to handle the situation and i think that's that's what's happening in all these instances is these guys come with an attitude then they don't like when they get attitude back it's ridiculous and i'm sure in those situations where someone fucking robbed your car or whatever fucking burglarized you cops come to you and and fucking approach you as if you did something wrong, yeah. right? Like, that, that shit just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah. like you don't want to do your job right now, something you signed <laughs> up for. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous, man. It, it's fucked up, dude. And what are we? We're at a hour and five? Yeah. I could... I th- I'm sure me and Ben could probably go on for hours um, talking to you guys. But, you know, I... I want to, and I'd love to wrap this episode up and, you know, maybe some words stuck with you. Maybe you disagree. We can talk about it. it I'm not, I'm not close minded. Again, you can change my mind. I'm sure if you come the right way. Uh, and neither am I as passionate as maybe at least in this moment, I feel about certain situations. Like we're here to learn, like yeah. enlighten me. Right. Like I want to know why you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I very much told you why I feel a certain way, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's important to gain other perspectives because at the end of the day, like, I guess to spin it into a positive note, we should remember that we're all human out here. And all of this that's happening right now is a fight for equal rights. Like, it's yeah, it's like everyone's entitled to be a human, and that's all that people are asking for in this moment. Dude, that's a fucking scripture. That needs to, I will tattoo that on myself. Everyone, <laughs> like, we're all fighting to be treated as a human, and that... I couldn't have said it better, dude. Uh, everybody's let's continue to spread love. This is the fill in the blank podcast. You guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fill in the underscore pod. The social ain't the best. Probably don't got too much crazy content on there for you guys to like laugh and hoo ha hee hee. But uh, you guys were we're working on it. We're a podcast up and coming. We love you guys, whoever's listening. If you made it this far, thank you, thank you. Uh, 
check out the other episodes if you're new here. Uh, not all of them are like this, but no. <laughs> uh, feel far free- from it. Actually, <laughs> far from it. Uh, feel free to check them out, though. Um, you can follow me on my personal at hi. My name is Eric underscore. Hit me up. I'm there. I try to be funny. Uh, ben, you got anything to plug? Just I want to leave you guys with you know that last thought that was already shared is we're all in this together at the end of the day. Um, regardless of the color of your skin, I've said in the past in, in certain conversations on this podcast that you know the golden rule is the golden rule because it's fucking it's a golden idea. We should all treat each other as we want to be treated in every instance, right? And unfortunately, there are people that are corrupt. And, you know, we do encounter people that want to take advantage of authority or want to take advantage of their position uh, for for bad. But it's important to step back and understand and evaluate the situation and approach things with a little bit of logic so as not to escalate something more than it should. Everyone be safe out there. And to all those that are out there protesting and, and, you know, fucking spending their days in the hot-ass sun... (laughs) It's been fucking hot, dude. Yes, it has. And getting burnt up and dealing with cops one-on-one and fucking taking rubber bullets and losing oh eyes, God. man. Yeah. Like, you, you guys are doing God's work. Thank you. And I'm not even one to thank you, really. Like, you're, you should feel so fucking accomplished and proud of yourselves for being out there. And I, I should be doing a lot more than I am. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's definitely the, the best step possible is to go out there and fight for what you believe in. So... I like that a lot, dude. Let's if everybody. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you, but if there's a way, Eric, that like we can link to, to organizations and charity and information, like in, in the link in the bio or something like that, oh, then yeah. we should probably put that up there. But for sure, check that out. We'll have some sort of uh, resources for you guys to look into. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way. Still not too tech savvy, but we got you guys. <laughs> um, everybody fighting the fight. Keep fighting the fight. Um, don't don't let the media. Dis- distract us from what the real mission is i know they're gonna focus on the negative and i hope everybody controls himself the the looting was good for what it was but let's you know let's now that we have their attention let's show them what the fuck we're made of in that those people protests and all those signs it's again it's not just about george floyd it's just about it's about all the injustices done by those evil people behind hiding behind those badges and using that to hide their hate for people and people above them even right all the judges and and all the way up to the man in the, the big white house yeah you know fuck it dude we'll, we'll we're, we're working our way up we're starting at the bottom with the cops so everyone keep at it keep at it and uh and thank you ahead. yeah thank you <laughs> i'll go ahead and press stop Doop.